0: (laughs) starting (laughs) starting (laughs) we're gonna do something shit okay starting in three two one hi i'm marcy and i'm akko And welcome to the Colored Pages Book Club, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds.
1: Yes, that's right, literary listeners. We are mm-hmm. back with the colorful backgrounds and the colorful pages. Who knows? All the
0: colors. <laughs> we just got color up in here. <laughs> that's what's up. That we do. Yes. uh yes.
1: Um, What's it called? Like 64-bit, 32-bit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what oh, you mean like the um like the little um like the crayon packs? Oh, I was thinking of pixels, but yeah, yeah, the, the, the crayon packs. Oh too. Th- yeah, cause sixty four bit, yeah, that is a pixel. I don't know why I was like, oh crayola, it's like I don't think that was a no. I don't but- think I was name dropping Crayola <laughs> here, Marcy, but okay. Sis. <laughs>
1: but do you remember that that there were the ones with the, the 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 sharpener in the back? And that was like, man, if I could just get the sixty four pack with the sharpener in the back that
0: I won't use,
1: I would just. Yeah. Like on the
0: back of the crayon,
1: at the back of the crayon box, there was a there was a thirty two, there was a, the eight,
0: huh.
1: and there might have been a sixteen. That might have been colored pencils. I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. then there was the the sixty four pack, or maybe it was like the hundred and twenty four. I don't remember. There was one with lots of crayons in there.
0: Uh huh. And
1: then on the back of the box, there was a little crayon sharpener. And you know, anyone who came in with the with the crayons with that, thick, and they had the skin tone flushes. You know. You oh know,
0: shit! It was like a whole a whole thing um wait th- i didn't even realize you could sharpen crayons
1: i think it was yeah i don't know what the sharpener actually worked i never saw anyone and that's the thing about being <laughs> a kid you never. i
0: never saw anyone actually do that it will like, follow up to like check the efficacy yeah. of this <laughs> was and it just we'll- like a flex from their like <laughs> marketing department like
1: right i don't know and then like also your teacher uh, anyway i don't know your te- teachers had crayons so it's like why did we need why was it so important it's just like an interesting like indica of like well if i suppose, i don't
0: whatever <laughs> right and then it's also like but then also i think about it and i'm like well actually it would have been helpful to have like a sharpener for crayons because like they would yes. they would get flat as fuck and i'm they like did. this ain't
1: i'm, I'm like if, I'm, if we're going
0: for precision here like that's mm-hmm. not mm.
1: yeah because you're like i'm trying to they're like, you know teacher's like well kids you know she's like taking her p- paper she's like flipping through she's like <laughs> well kids can you please color inside the lines and you're like um miss um insert name here like my crayon (laughs) is flat (laughs) i can't color in this blueberry
0: right and then they'd be like oh well like i mean the like the drawing was good but you just colored outside the lines and i'm like i feel like there's a commentary here about like
1: oh the restrictive nature okay well that's all true um but also just so (laughs) we are here today to talk and to finish The Afro-queerism novel, Mm -hmm. The Death of Vivek Oji, by Akweke Emezi. We're very excited.
0: Yes! Uh, I'm so excited. Because, yeah, I mean, for those of y'all who listened to part one, um, also, if you didn't listen to part one, maybe listen to part one before this makes sense. But, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm not going to police nobody's expression, nobody's journey. You're here. We love to see Um, it. Okay, well, Um, that's fair. This book is, like hella sad and continues to be hella sad so i'm just gonna put that out there but also Mm y'all when i tell you part two is a doozy Mm -hmm. oh we got some (laughs) oh we got some Mm. shit to talk about (gasps) whoa quick it did not hold back no they did not um
1: yeah it gets yeah mm, it, it gets intense um so, we're being a little bit happy right now, but just know that it's it's gonna get intense, so,
0: oh, yeah, like we're like completely deflecting for like emotional comfort because <laughs> my God, um, <laughs> so, yeah,
1: speaking of deflecting for emotional comfort, Marcy, I have hey <laughs> <a> question <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: fabulous! What is your question?
1: Yes, so last time I asked, um where or when are times or spaces where you feel the most yourself? Mm-hmm. And this time, I want to ask: When are times and places that you feel the least like yourself?
0: Who? Shit, that is a question. Mm. Um, this is interesting because last time I cited a specific place. I talked about my dance studio in DC. Um, like mm-hmm. it was a like literal, actual place that I went to and was like, "Oh, uh, immediate access to community." Whereas. This piece, as far as where I don't feel like I belong, I'm not sure if it's, like, as isolated by place. Mm. It's really, I guess, dependent on just, like, kind of who's around and the degree to which I have access over or, like, control over who I'm around. Like, for example, so funny enough, actually, before we, we hopped on to talk about this, you know, to record... Like we were talking about college, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, we went to school in Chicago and like, in a lot of ways I felt like I really belonged and like really loved it, but also felt like I didn't. And it was really just dependent on like who the group, like the group that I was in and Mm -hmm. like what, I guess like kind of the degree to which I was like legible in those spaces and where people kind of like understood who I was. And it's not to say like, oh, like I'm like, I'm just super self-centered or anything like that. But like legitimately, it's just like, I feel like oftentimes being the person that I am expressing myself in the way that I do like there could just be a lot of assumptions and people don't necessarily mm. always know how to like react to someone like me. And so I think for me, this place is where I don't feel like myself is where I feel like I'm around people that like are kind of doing like, like scripted shorthand of who I should be or making a mm. lot of assumptions or just kind of like putting me in categories that they think are close enough, but like aren't quite it. Um, Yeah. When you and, feel
1: dismissed or flattened.
0: Basically. Mm. And I will say, I feel like home used to always feel like my like actual like where I was raised always kind of felt like this like my literal actual like like being around like immediate family and just being in like that home space I always kind of felt like felt like that which I will say as I've gotten older luckily mm. you know I'm like in a privileged position to say that that's becoming less the case mm-hmm. um and even if it feels like, okay, like, you know, people are trying, you know, people are doing their best or whatever, Um, you know, there, there's like a concerted, there's an intentionality there that, you know, kind of can can override some of the gaps of understanding that could still exist between me and other people. Um, mm. So, yeah, so I guess it's not necessarily a place, but just like the dynamics. And I'm just like, basically, I'm like, are we actually like holding space for who one another actually is? Are we listening to one another? Are we being intentional with how we address one another or are we just kind of like, you know, making a lot of assumptions and being like, right. like Marcy, I'm going to just assume that this is like yo thing and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, just trying, you know, just kind of working from a place of like stereotypes than like actual like personhood. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and to be more specific, I think, you know, I, I, I was telling you about this, but like, I feel like in throughout my life, I've kind of gotten the whole like gay best friend treatment a lot from people where <laughs> they're just like, Oh, like you're like, this, like, fun accessory to my life that's, like, fun and, like, cute and, like, you know, whatever. Like, it's, like, you add, like, color and, like, hilarity to the space. But, like, you're kind of relegated to the side right. here. This um, isn't, you're, like, you're not sort the of, like,
1: protagonist
0: of the story. Exactly. You're very much, like, maybe, like, maybe the supportive friend. Maybe, like, I'll mm-hmm. give you even in, like, the main chorus of main characters. But, like, kind of <laughs> secondary. Like, you're reoccurring. you don't really show up to, like, chapter six. It's, like, a whole, there's, like, a little arc mm-hmm. where you're involved. But, like... You know, you're not like recurring like that. Like it's like you can you like you can come shoot your lines and then like leave, like right, leave because that's the part where you're yes, but where there's where no part becoming ends. for you.
1: You're not becoming. <laughs> I'm becoming. You're there. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you and it's
0: so funny because there was literally someone I knew in college who. Like, he was, like, super ignorant when it came to, like, pretty much anything, like, social justice related and stuff like that. And, like, he mm. tried to make this whole argument of, like, well, see, Marcy, this is, like, why we should hang out so, like, you can, like, teach me and I can learn and I can just, like, become a better person. And I'm, like, look Ooh. at Google all the while being free. Look at the resources yo ass could access. Like, and just the the entitlement to, like, emotional labor yeah. and, like, education. I feel like something that also... It has kind of been something that I I think people have sort of taken
1: advantage of. Exactly. Yeah. Why on earth... That would would, uh, assume... yes that you are the other in the story and that that person is like this is such an interesting new thing that i'm learning and you're like exactly no what i what (laughs) right i'm the main character
0: what (laughs) (laughs) what could you talk about it like as if like i am somehow new or people like me are somehow new or novel or did not exist in history which is we all know is a goddamn lie Mm -hmm. so like it's just, you know, white supremacy, colonialism, imperialism is trying mm. to erase those histories and those legacies. But, like, mama, this is not new. Like, huh? Yeah. Anyway,
1: even the assumption so. that you should not, you should have had a whole, whole part of your life where you didn't know, and then now it is acceptable. There's no, there isn't even a shame mm. in not knowing. You know, there's no feeling like, like, uh, to be black in white spaces, there's immediate penalization for not knowing how right. to behave. There's no, Onboarding. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Come on, onboarding. <laughs>
0: is like HR is not audio ads to survive in white this spaces. Process.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, but in it is in the reverse, and that is the um, unfair emotional and l- physical labor that has to be done. Where it's like, oh, wait, why is there an onboarding process for you into my existence? But mm. not in. Re- not that I need an onboarding because of white supremacy. But why would you assume I must? <laughs> Or that I would even want to, or that's an even...
2: Exactly. Why is that
1: even a script? Like, why would right. that be what we've picked up um, in the, all the imaginative ways we could have interacted with each other? <laughs> mm. Why did we choose like the, this?
0: The, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, I can only bring utility if I'm, like, both educational but safe. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I, like, push you to learn, but I'm not, like, too aggressive. I I, I don't challenge your paradigms too much, you know, by, by virtue of my own existence. And right. essentially, as I've... I mean, also, as I've gotten older, but also just at, even as a youth, I was just like, yeah, fuck all the entirety of that. <laughs> like, y'all got yeah. me fucked up. But so. also,
1: more than that, it's like, not more than that, along with that, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work on my, yeah, you know, <laughs> like conjunctions have meaning. Um, and with what Marcy has said is the person doing that, they're not becoming, they're not actually becoming truly they're following a script right because mm. that is so limiting for the person to to imagine this interaction I- in such a fashion you've already at that point limited your worldview, um even right. to begin a conversation with these types of dynamics and maybe you don't think so but it's because you assume the only way not you the person assumed the mm. only way to come into that space was with these scripts um exactly Which means innately all the other choices, all the other scripts even, that you didn't choose were left behind. And we don't imagine the way we erase the possibilities by what we don't examine, you know. Mm. Um, I feel like, and uh, you know, I was talking to a friend who's doing this great dissertation about queer spaces and the idea of space. Um <laughs> I will give her a shout out <laughs> later when I like have talked to her more about it because I, I want to like be really precise and, and give it the shout out it deserves because I think it's a, a really brilliant philosophical work that she's doing. And she's like Do oh. I know her? No, she she is lives in Taiwan. Hi <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> um <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I so but she and she, she always tells me she's like i didn't make this up i'm just taking this from the tradition i'm like yeah but the way you solidify it is so amazing and it's about the idea of of first we had this long conversation about what what is space you know as a time mm-hmm. and as a physicality and how much that changes we think of space as a very very physical thing you know a store there's mm-hmm. a store there and that's a store but what's that store at night and what's that store in the daytime and what's that store when when you know queer folks are there before a party and that's always the place we go at this time Mm. you know what is a and and how that space changes for different people at different times and what would it mean for a space the mundane to always be comfortable for someone who was not always seen as legible in society Mm. and and perhaps there is something to be said about revolutionizing the mundane, you know? Um, yeah. And so that queerness is not always sidelined to mm-hmm. a time, a specific time or a specific moment, even though those spaces right. are beautiful, but they are in fact space. Um, mm. And I think too, so... So for my, my answer to the question, because I, I was, I guess, trying not to avoid it, because
0: <laughs> That was a clean ass transition, but okay, I'm going to let you, but keep going. Thank Ooh.
1: you. I appreciate you. But um <laughs> I was thinking a lot about the protests that have happened in America and how safe mm-hmm. I feel in the protests. And I think mm-hmm. that sounds contrarian to a lot of people at which they're wrong for because if you've ever been to a protest um a black lives matter protest which everyone is so terrified of um, (sighs) on the news but um right you will see in it people who have so much grace and understanding for each other you'll see Mm -hmm. first nations people you'll see asian americans latinx community you'll see climate change activists labor activists all Mm -hmm. the singular singular purpose and that is the expansive inclusion of everyone in a world that fits all of us you see women yeah. activists you see everyone everyone is there with an understanding that we are in this together and, and not having to be anything else than they are you know people are in mm-hmm. their traditional garbs they're in garbs they made out for themselves they're in whatever they are themselves fully and the rules mm-hmm. of the space are only love and the fact that the only time I've seen these places become, these spaces become hostile is when the rest of the world tries to constrain it. Um, mm. And those that is the moment when that space feels unsafe. But before mm. that, when it is just being, it, that is not what it is. Um, yeah. And I thought about that over the summer and, and, and in the way the news portrays these places in these Mm -hmm. spaces and yeah, the reality the juxtaposition
0: here we go juxtaposition um <laughs> we always gotta sneak in juxtaposition somewhere like juxtaposition just be outside the door just waiting it's like oh did they call me yet right. can i come inside <laughs> cool
1: <laughs> that's like a sesame street bit right like juxtaposition <laughs> outside the room. here are my friend's dichotomy you know like <laughs> like
0: juxtaposition like has a whole backstory and it's just like okay what the fuck is this oh um, my God.
1: <laughs> there's also like a like a mid-20s like uh comedic like uh um, Netflix show where it's like juxtaposition as like a a cartoon character. <laughs> it's like an adult uh, cartoon show. Anyway, someone's like, what? Anyway, that's my answer to the question. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I can't. How
1: did we start? We started with the color, the, the, the Crayola crayons and we got to the juxtaposition show. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't
0: know how we got here. Here we are. Wild. Wow. Do you want
1: to... Here's a thought. Do we want to take a break? Yeah.
0: I love it. Let us take that break and then when we come back, we'll talk about who part two of the death of vivek og oh, because because yeah there's some shit to talk about y'all it's yeah. gonna be interesting mm-hmm. there's
1: gonna be a bit of a tone change so just watch
0: for it yeah so see so, hey. us see you in a bit <laughs> We're back, we are okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> my word. Um, I guess before, actually, I'll I'll, I'll let you say this part because this is you're gonna start the summary and everything.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I wanted to ask if you had any predictions before I yes start my little spiel.
0: Yeah. So, so last time, um, I was saying that. I think that Vivek is trans and was murdered because of that. Um, and I'd also predicted that this connection between Vivek and Ahuna would be would sort of come up later and just be more important. And like, mm. I was right, and I hate that. <laughs> it's just like like, I was, like I'm thinking I feel like this is like one of the few times where I was like it's like yeah like uh tens across the board you actually got that that that, that perfect score like that's actually pretty mm-hmm. much exactly what happened i guess you could argue the murdered piece that a, a bit there um and we'll talk about that obviously right but otherwise it was pretty much what happened, what happened. um mm-hmm. yeah so w- did you have predictions yeah. i'm trying to remember
1: um yeah i don't know why i've decided that i don't need to put those in the the the, the show notes or the show description um <laughs> Because I apparently am, am not a, a team player, <laughs> I will not share my Crayola no. um I think I, I, I my prediction was was a was a what's a, 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 a sachet off of your earlier point <laughs> where I thought that um, the mob was going to be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the mob was going to be a cover up for the for what actually happened and that it would in fact be something very specific to Vivek's gender expression as opposed to just in the mob, Mm. which is what happened and um, not in the way I thought that it was going to happen, but we can talk about that. Speaking of gender expressions, man, man, these transitions, we're good today. Okay, so (laughs) speaking of Vivek and gender expression, Vivek is is a gender expansive person. So they identify as two people, Vivek, who uses he, him pronouns, and Namdi, who uses she/her pronouns? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna use those um, throughout the summary description to you know honor this and obviously give space for it. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, it's in the story, if read lin- linearly, linearly, mm-hmm. we've had this discussion. <laughs> linear. All this always fucking linear, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's over there with juxtaposition, like. Uh, <laughs> Um, read linearly, you don't find about NMD until the end of the story. Mm-hmm. But so we're just like breaking the time barrier. Time is an illusion. Okay, let me just start with something <laughs> because everyone listening is like, "Why, Ako?" <laughs> so here we go. Jumping off from part two, Osita has come back. If you remember from he was he was out, out somewhere. Where did Osita go?
0: I'm dead. I was trying to remember.
1: oh They were at. He was at a port or something, and he was hanging out with people. Oh yes, yes, yes. Was, I think it was getting kind of dark. Yeah, it was like not. Um, it was like not fun. Yeah. yes so that was, that's where we were last time but now we're doing a flashback so oh i see look at that the story's already non-linear so it doesn't matter what we do so
0: <laughs> the wizards are like what the flashback. fuck is happening
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, just join us in this how about this join us in this imaginary space y'all. yeah let's all get we you know we're here you know there's snacks mm-hmm. theoretically so, Osita recalls going to visit Vivek after he was forced to go to Mary's torture conversion church, if oh you guys God. remember. Yeah. 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 And when he gets there, Juju is there, who's also part of the Niger wife, children. And she tells Osita that Vivek is willing to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but his temperament's different. You know, he's if he's gonna start on that daddy nonsense he did last time, if you remember last time, it was very accusatory, mm-hmm. very tense. Uh, you know, he should probably just go home. And Osita's like, look, honestly i just want to talk to the fact you know i'm just gonna go in and juju's like also
0: quick shout out to juju juju literally like (laughs) looked his ass dead in the face and was like if you own that fuck shit i actually need you to turn around immediately and i was like we all need Mm -hmm. a juju in our lives yeah
1: my god yeah she was very protective so Osita goes in and they're talking and during the the space of their conversation. Oh, Avivek is also just um, androgynously, I would say, femme presenting Mm -hmm. in this scene. So during, during that, um, interaction the two of them who are also cousins by the way Mm -hmm. just to remember that they have other connections to each Mm -hmm. other as opposed to just romantic ones but anyway during the duration of the the conversation osita confesses a romantic experience he had with a man at college Mm -hmm. and how that made him feel and realizes romantic attractions to people of the same sex and the fact is annoyed because he's like why are you here right (laughs) you know you like haven't talked to me in a minute if you recall your mom sent me to a uh, conversion thing. Yeah, uh, not exactly happy about it, you know. And and he's kind of like, "Do you want me to absolve you? Do you want me to comfort you and tell you it's okay? What 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 do you want mm. from me?" And Osita kind of cops to to needing to admit to someone to not knowing who to talk to, and and there's a blurriness here because mm. Osita. Vivek is the closest person to Osita, but it's also he he is requiring this labor mm-hmm. of him. Um, right. Because he's a queer an out queer person it, who yep. he he knows. So <sighs> there is yeah, it's and that labor is often performed by people who are out for people who are not. Mm. Um so Yeah, he admits that he's not quite sure why he's here, and he he admits, like, I'm being unfair. And so the two of them are arguing, and then eventually Osita kisses Vivek, and the two uh, are kissing um this is i i me and romantic um like situations are like not <laughs> the <laughs> clearest thing so i was like i don't know if i'm arguing with you if i really want to but people tell me and i have i've seen it to be true that uh, heightened emotions leads to this type of behavior so i'll give credence to it anyways so they <laughs> start making out <laughs> I have it is that a too,
0: but yeah it, it, i feel yeah, like it's a little I, bit of a media cliche no shade but um yeah
1: I, a little bit. Okay, so thank you. I, I did feel that way, but I also didn't... I didn't want to say it's an illegitimate... Right, right. You know, like, I think it could be a both-and, you know? Uh, yes, thank you. Both-and. Um, so anyway, so they are doing that thing, script, that we are conscious of as a society. Mm-hmm. And they end up um, having sex, and then Osita spends the night. And after that, they're like a couple
0: kind of... Yeah. But Osita doesn't admit it to anyone. I don't and, know. like, Juju knows and... I mean Vivek's Nobody really happy else. about it, but I'm like, yeah. Is Osita is. the best partner? It just does I don't think Oshita is the best person to be dating personally. But Yeah.
1: There's also an interesting metaphor here between like Mary and was it Chica uh, who was it? At the very beginning of the book. Mm. Um and that like slight like romantic romantic like moment mm-hmm. and it seems to have almost like a generational resonance anyway so then we learn a little bit more about juju and we find out that she's dating elizabeth and if you remember elizabeth was from part one was dating osita and then there was that very not fun uh, moment with the sex and yeah. then vivek was there yeah. and then it was very traumatic for her um but this is jumping into the future. Juju and Elizabeth were spending copious amounts of time together making a jam because their <laughs> their mothers so were like, we're going to make jam and then you two are going to help. And they're like, okay. And then they fell for each other. I think Elizabeth ended up kissing her um, and they've been together since. Um, Elizabeth has also changed a lot since the first half of the book. She, her hair shaved. She wears sharp eyeliner. She doesn't mm-hmm. really like Osita and Vivek concerning the events of part yeah. one. So... But, you know, so we learned that Juju and Vivek, though, have become very close friends. And in fact, Juju knows her as Nemdi, mm-hmm. which is the other way she identifies. Mm-hmm. And so they talk to each other about a lot of different things. So after Osita leaves, they're hanging out. They share a kiss, which <laughs> mm-hmm. there's not a lot of thought given to this in the book. But it seems like Elizabeth is. Anyway, there's a whole thing about that. But um <laughs> And she <laughs> confides in Nemdi that she feels like she's being a bad girlfriend. And Nemdi doesn't really see why she feels that way. And then she also confides that her father is not just cheating on her mother, but it actually just has a whole other family y- in town. Yeah, because if y'all
0: remember, <laughs> um, Juju's mom, what's her name? Maja? Yeah, like because yes. yeah, Auntie Maja was going through that whole thing, and Kavita was like helping her out. But yeah... Whole other yes. family and Juju's like wow. The family, this is going on, and mm. I'm potentially a bad girlfriend to Elizabeth. Like this is a lot.
1: Yeah, Juju is stressed. Um, and yes, so that happens, and we get this short subplot. It truly was a subplot. I just, I was reading it, I was like, this is the most I, I subplot. I know why I've I was read. put
0: in. Um.
1: Yes, because that one fleeting one ass scene at N- the N-M-
0: very N-M- end, and I was like, "Did we need a whole de- <laughs> <laughs> just, you, talk about it?" I will
1: say <laughs> just, though, I will say, Mercy, for someone who hates when a a, a a character is put in with no background, I can say that a, a Benser had a very thin <laughs> He did for a side, <laughs> <character>. truly did
0: <laughs> I, more than Ten Ten, and none of though, you know like it really. <laughs> <laughs> and how many episodes did Ten Ten have to potentially get development? Like how many episodes, My like seven. Oh, my God. Anyway, still mad about it. So many.
1: But, uh, you know, Abenzer, he had a whole story. Anyway, Uh, so let's get into it about Abenzer. So we get this short story about this man, and he's married to a woman named uh, Chisom, And he and his family have decided that because Chisom was able to exist on her own without a man for most of her life Mm -hmm. um, before she married Abenzer, she is why they're barren. (laughs) <laughs> that's what they've all decided together. And he has decided that although he married his wife and probably should, you know, protect her, uh, it is her fault. And shes gonna, he's just going to take his parents' side on that one. And so he's like, you need to go to see a doctor. And finally she's like, I've gone to the doctor like five times. Why don't you go to a doctor? Because they have told me on multiple occasions that there's nothing wrong with me. So maybe, you know, you can go see what they say about Come you. On. This causes the relationship to sour because apparently... Uh, you know, accusations only are one can only go one <sighs> way. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just like so... loudly
0: being tired on the other end. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <going>. <laughs> no, I mean it is adequately expressing my equal frustration, and and so he decides that because he neither wants to go to a doctor to confirm anything that might be adversarial to his worldview, mm-hmm. uh, he is just going to do what society allows and just start looking at other women. <sighs> so he. He uh, first looks at the local, uh, the the woman at the local food stand and he's, he's staring dreamily at her and her food. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh man, she is just the best thing since sliced bread and puff puff. And she <laughs> is on, puff, puff. literally minding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, quick question. <laughs> she Did she literally... sell puff puff? Was no, the... I think she sold something okay. else. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting, because then there's this, the through line yeah. with Nemdi. Y'all
0: don't know what that means yet, but, but we'll, we'll, we can site. put that in context later.
1: <laughs> puff is it's a Nigerian food. Um, it's very tasty. Um, yes, yeah, so he's looking at her dreamily, and then he's looking at the food stand. I'm sorry. He's looking at her dreamily, and then also other women, literally anyone, any female-identified person walking by, he imagines a life mm-hmm. with her instead of, I don't know confronting himself about anything right so then the day that the mob happened if you guys remember from part one there was a mob is escalating thing in the background that we all knew was coming mm-hmm. and he learns that his wife is still in town so a little bit about we also learn a little bit more about what the mom is about and so, mm-hmm. so we're gonna do a quick cultural context with Akko <laughs> so <laughs> in this story we're obviously in Nigeria and there are three there well there's like 300 ethnic minority groups in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a very there's like 60 million people in Nigeria by the way. It's it's a huge country. The the population density is huge. Um so just a little context in the story the the mob is gathering because of a disagreement between a Hausa person and an Igbo person. Um, mm-hmm. and that escalates. I think someone hit someone else. I think I believe they're in southern Nigeria and so and uh, which is more Igbo Mm-hmm. Populate pip. and then house of people are in more in the north of Nigeria. So I believe in this particular context, the house of person um uh, maybe slaps the Igbo person, maybe not. Mm-hmm. And then the mob has like, this is our territory, you can't do this to us here. And so the mob is beginning and they're going to burn down the town. To better understand this, we have to understand the Nigerian Civil War, also known as the Biafra War. Mm-hmm which means we have to go even further back and talk about the British. The fucking British. (laughs) Uh, It's always the British fault. So Nigeria is an amalgamation of a bunch of different areas that the British put together under the colonial rule, in particular 1914. Mm -hmm. Um, After their configuration, it's the Northern um, Protectorate Lagos Colony and the Southern Nigerian Protectorate, which I think later was called the Eastern Nigerian Protectorate. Anyway, so Nigeria gained its independence, and they, these these groups of people are not the same tribe of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all different. Um, but of course, they've just thrown everyone together and decided given power to certain different groups of people. You can see the uh, same thing happened. Um, In Rwanda, same thing happened in India. This is just a common script Mm -hmm. of post-colonial British rule. Uh, Nigeria gained its independence in 1960. Again, 300 different ethnic and cultural groups. The three major ones are the Igbo people, the House of of Fulani people, and Yoruba people. So in 1966, only six years after British rule, Mm -hmm. there was a coup led by mostly Igbo people. Of their officers not everyone who was in the coup was igbo and not everyone who didn't want the coup was not igbo Mm. but most of the people in power were hausa so there's a coup and in retaliation or because of higher tension there was a massive pogrom in the north a massacre uh, mostly done by House of people of Igbo people, mm. so it was a huge massacre and then and then, in retaliation in in the South or in the east, northern Nigerians or House of people were targeted by Igbo people okay. mm-hmm. so this pogrom led a lot of people like Igbo people to just move to eastern Nigeria and establish their own republic called the Republic of bayafra mm-hmm. but and that led to a civil war. Which lasted from 1967 to 97, called the Biafra Wars or Nigerian Civil War. And obviously, since there is no Republic of Biafra, we can now just you know surmise what happened in mm-hmm. the end. Obviously, Nigeria won quote unquote whatever you call winning in a war, which is nothing because wars are violent and deadly. Also, this is a huge, 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 huge simplification of the history but we only got so much time in the podcast I would suggest mm-hmm. and recommend to read about Nigerian history because what West Africa is part of the what the world <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah um, and also it's uh, you know brilliant and has so much to offer and so many stories to tell and not just about coups and violence but about a, a thousand other things you know there were so many kingdoms like the house that had a kingdom the Yoruba people had kingdoms Igbo people had kingdoms you know there's so much to be said about pre-colonial Africa and these places and if you read it you know you will find out so much about the beauty and wonder and splendor and complexity mm-hmm. I mean if we have to learn about the, like this the 100th a 100 year war in Europe like I think we could take a little bit of time mm-hmm. okay guys to right. <laughs> learn about the continent of Africa li- which is a whole continent like
0: it's simply world history mm-hmm. so yeah what you know what i mean like I, yeah.
1: yeah and complex and with people and stories that are interesting and amazing and i am african so it is personal to me okay so that is footnotes with akko <laughs> so um abenza is not thinking about any of the cultural context that is going on No, is he thinking about <laughs> akko's future <laughs> historical footnote about it on a podcast right. um Uh, he's also fictional so i guess he doesn't have that state of mind but anyway he is running (laughs) to find his wife because he's afraid that she might be raped or killed but he's also afraid that if she is raped and get pregnant and gets pregnant that would would solidify the fact that he is i guess infertile and i was like that's
0: a wild uh, thing to be concerned how how the fuck is that the first thing that like i had to like literally i had to double take out the book i was like i I my too. reading comprehension had to have slipped for us. Sec- I know I'm tired. Maybe it's a little late. I- let me reread. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah. That- mm-hmm. He was like, I, yeah, it happened.
1: <sighs> Who? So he's running and while he's running, he sees, um, Osita and MD fighting. He doesn't know the tweeters, he just thinks a man and a woman are fighting and he just keeps running. Mm-hmm. Um, much as a clue, you know, for the story, and then he finds his wife, who you know is not is also not worried about Akko's cultural context or <laughs> a podcast in the future because she's worried about their livelihood. Right. And she's like, "Oh, good, you came. I didn't even expect you to come, but I got to pack up all this stuff because we have to uh, save all our stuff because we can't afford to lose it if the whole city center burns down." Mm-hmm. And it really just made me think about the sexism the African woman face where we have to do so much, like (laughs) so much. And yet if we can't bear a a child, we've suddenly like disgraced our whole line from our ancestors till the present Mm. and how much she cares about keeping the family you know well and how he's over here playing games and he, even in it he even is like blaming the food that the stall woman was making mm. he was like clearly it was she put a, a spell on it and that's why i was falling for her oh instead my of God. Really <laughs> examining myself anyway i'm like anyway, y'all just um, allergic
0: to accountability
2: <laughs>
1: truly
0: allergic <laughs> And in the end, he's
1: like facts but in, in the end he is like maybe i should take more responsibility for my life and my choices and maybe i should is seeing her Behavior, which is admirable at the very least, mm-hmm. take more responsibility for yeah. everything I do. So I guess there was a modicum of growth, but well, it doesn't matter because Eb- like like <laughs> he's a like, side character, like, like a fucking. His story is now over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like from all of that, there was like an atom of growth, like a fucking ion of growth, right. Jesus. Um, right, but yes. So so yeah. So all of that was uh, was a flashback. Now we're kind of going to talk a bit about. Just the present day and what's going on. So we mm. jump to Kavita's point of view, who, if you all remember, that is Vivek's mother. Um, Vivek and Namdi's mother. And essentially, Kavita is just, like, devastated as fuck. So yeah, so it's basically just exploring it from her point of view. Kavita, ever since Vivek died, has just been, like, devastated, like, completely unable to move on. Has just, like, it's just taken over mm. everything reasonably so, right? Like, you know yeah that's her child so you know she she's obviously very very devastated and so she's been calling just people around like a lot of the women in the niger wives group like she's been calling them being like because like because Vivek was friends with like you know elizabeth and juju and somto and aluna and Mm -hmm. all these different people and so like she's like somebody has to know what happened to my child like y'all are trying to act like y'all don't know what happened everyone's like everyone all of a sudden y'all confused like girl someone knows Mm -hmm. what happened the day he died because like Vivek was with y'all. So what happened? Like, what yeah. is the team? So she's calling people. It's like making them uncomfortable, but, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, I don't have time to care about niceties. So Kavita goes to Juju's house and talks to her mother, uh, Maja. And is like, hey, I need to talk to Juju about Vivek, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Maj is like, hey, you know what, Kavita, get where you're coming from, but, um, you know, Juju's really, like, grieving right now, like, she's mourning. Juju, uh, Juju also, ever since Vivek died, like, kind of took this vow of silence, um, mm-hmm. that's been going on for, like, yeah. weeks, so much, so, and it was, like, so alarming that, like, Juju's ain't-shit dad came back and, I guess, like, av- <laughs> a- abandoned his other family to, like, be with his, like, original family, and, like, but even that, Juju yeah. was like, I'm just not gonna break this, and so Maja was like, yeah, so Kavita, like maybe come back later. You know, Juju's like having a hard time and Kavita just fucking loses it. She's like, what you, fuck, fuck as mm. you talk about Juju is mourning. I am Vivek's mother. It's you got morning. me, yeah. like I got to be considered of her grieving. Oh, like, you got me full circle fucked up. So Kavita's literally about to like just charge to Juju's room. Maja and her, or just like, they're having this whole back and forth and Maja's like, girl, I think you need to go. Like, it's not, this is not mm. it. Mind you, while this is happening, Juju's in her room like, oh girl, I know I've taken this vow of silence but, like, I, oh, 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 like, like, this, gotta, we gotta do something. So, she, I gotta say right. something. Right. So Juju and Elizabeth are kind of having this like weird energy right now. Is it because like, it's because like she told Elizabeth yep. about what happened with, okay.
1: Well, I think she told, I, I think a couple things happened. She told Elizabeth that she kissed Nemdi. Mm-hmm. And I think Elizabeth's in her feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Understandably so. And then she's also, I think they're also struggling because Osit is around being yeah (laughs) around and then also the this news that she that juju wants to tell kavita sorry
0: yeah so so that's, that's kind of the the context going on here but regardless of all of that juju calls elizabeth and is like hey we need to gather up the, you know, in, in, me, you, Osita, Alune, and um, Somto need to all get together and kind of just talk to Kavita about like what's going on. Yep. Um, and so you kind of, as the reader, you're like, okay, so they know some shit that has not really been mm-hmm. revealed
1: yes good point they haven't told us that what they know so we're reading we're reading the book and we're like hmm flip page what do you mean you guys
0: have to exactly to talk about about, yeah we need to reveal the truth what you mean the truth juju what you gotta say juju (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i'm listening here like what the hell i'm (laughs) siding with kavita i'm like y'all so y'all got secrets now like are you serious Mm -hmm. so anyway so they all link up um something about the scene of them like all going to a restaurant like hang like just like i don't know like just trading menus and like ordering and just like being together i don't know it just felt very like i don't know maybe it's just like and,
2: yeah I, I just haven't familiar. had an
0: interaction like that in so long but it just felt very like resonant i don't know it, it was like a very fun yeah. scene. anyway um a lot of dynamics going on of course because Osita doesn't really well osita's fine with elizabeth elizabeth is not fine with osita and also too like mm-hmm. like elizabeth is a little jealous because like osita and juju seem to be getting a little bit closer some and mm-hmm. of Lunar are just kind of there just chilling um eating they pop puffs like hanging out <laughs> it's like they're not really as modern. yeah they,
1: they are the least concerned like,
0: they care point. the least about all these <laughs> dynamics taking place anyway so, so they're all like having you know they're all just like chilling eating whatever and basically Juju so at at this point we don't really know what it is but like for the sake of clarity we'll just tell y'all like right now so basically Juju has a photo album that has all these pictures of Namdi and everyone else in the group right and so like mm-hmm. Juju's like I think we need to show Auntie Kavita this because at the end of the day like someone could have killed Namdi for her presentation mm. and like That needs to be acknowledged, especially given, like, the fact that, like, the market burned on the same day that she died. Like, we need to, like, Mm -hmm. bring this up because, like, Kavita doesn't even know what questions to ask. Like, she doesn't even know that, like, Nemdi's a person. And so, basically, so... Some so Juju saying this, Elizabeth agrees with her. Some to an alunaire, like girl, absolutely the fuck not. Like, cause if Kavita knows this, they're gonna come ask him like, you know, then we're gonna get interrogated, our parents are gonna know, mm-hmm. and then like everyone's gonna be judging us and like all this other it's, it's just gonna lead to more problems than solutions. And so then they're like, Osita, oh, you need to fit. like it's two V two, girl, what is it like what what do you think here, girl? And Osita was mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, we need to tell Auntie Kavita. Like, it needs to happen. Um, So Sumto, so Sumto Loki is, like, my favorite of the group. And so Sumto's just like, girl, y'all are fucking wildin' But I guess, <laughs> I guess, this is, like, where we're gonna have to go from here. Mind you, too, just for context, so Sumto and Alune are the two, uh, I guess at the time there were two girls, like they these two girls that came over to Vivek's house um, earlier in part one. And like, so, so Sumto and Alune mm-hmm. are the two girls who were basically the first ones to meet Nemdi, like, and in and, and that whole interaction with like when um, Maja came over with Kavita and all that. And they, they like kind of had this whole, like, that's where their friendship like developed, right? And so, mm-hmm. they're, so Sumto's not really with this shit, but she's like, okay, for the sake of everyone, I, I, I guess we'll just kind of come forward with this, right? So, um, Mm-hmm. So there's this whole thing where later on, Osita ends up like spending the night at Juju's house, and they like have like the literal saddest sex scene I've like ever seen ever. Um, yeah,
1: I yeah. My feelings about it, which I was, like,
0: I was like, Juju is with the whole Elizabeth. um
1: I was so complicated because I was like, I understand because I was like feelings when people have feelings. It, feelings don't make sense they just happen and then things happen sorrow but then i was like wasn't elizabeth worried about this particular issue and like and then also yeah sorry
0: sorry sorry. i'm so sorry keep going
1: no it's just that's exactly what she was concerned about and it's you know a little dismissive to not take that into consideration
0: especially since the book i mean on like the most subtle of levels, did kind of make it seem like Elizabeth was like low key doing too much, but
1: yeah, no, Elizabeth
0: was uh was concerned where she should have been because yeah, that happened, mm-hmm. and also that it wasn't really ever reckoned with. Um, but whatever. So anyway, and also
1: Juju does say like she feels like she is a bad girlfriend, which might My... <laughs> if you feel that way that then... yeah, yeah,
0: okay. So anyway, so the next day or <laughs> a week later, I don't know. Basically, um, so those five all link up again, Somto, Alune, mm-hmm. Elizabeth, Juju, and almost not Osita. Osita at first was like, girl, like, <laughs> y'all got it, you know, <laughs> women to women, y'all can handle this. And then Somto was like, not only is yo ass about mm-hmm. to get on the nearest, the, the first fucking bus to get here, but also, because right. also, too. In the album, there are pictures of Namdi and Osita together in like a way that mm-hmm. was clearly amorous. So sometimes, like Honeybee, mm-hmm. if you do not want this to be shown to Kavita, your ass will be here in thirty minutes. And who came thirty minutes later? But Osita. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I actually am not ready for this. So they all basically meet. So they, you know, are ch- they end up meeting with Kavita and basically tell her the truth. And they're like, yeah. So this is this is who your child was and basically shows the photo album, all the pictures of Namdi and Kavita is like, kind of goes off. Like she was like, you know, this isn't my child. Like who the fuck, like y'all like manipulated Vive- the, the, her language, like y'all manipulated Vivek into doing this. Like, what the fuck is this? Blah, blah blah Like she's like going in and, you know, talking about how Vivek was sick and all this other shit. And also trigger warning. I'm sorry. That was like really, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like, Sumto and Elizabeth are both like, yeah. So, Kavita, I know you're like having a moment right now, but like, at the end of the day, Nemdi yeah. was happy, and like, this is who your like, mm-hmm. this is who your child was. So, like, don't like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, it's like, 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 this reaction is exactly why like you never met Nemdi, You didn't know who like who she was because mm-hmm. like this is. Because like like she knew this is how you would react, and then Kavita was like, "Well, damn, I'm right. well, me shit to think about in this. Mo- like, I'm not even ready for this shit." And so, <laughs> and in this, that's where Sumta also tells Kavita, she's like, "Yeah, so, um, you know, Vive- like, so Vivek was just as much of Vivek as she was Nemdi. Like, like the the two of them yeah. are like are two parts of a whole. Like, they're like the same person, like." There was a duality there, right? Like, it wasn't just Vivek mm-hmm. or just Namdi. Ooh,
1: duality, yeah. They yeah. Were,
0: they were they were both together in tandem at this, like, always hap- coexisting at, at the, the same, the same time. time. Um And Kavita's mm-hmm. like, girl, I'm too, this is a lot, like, I'm so confused, like, I don't even know what this is. Um And that's where she sometimes tells her, like, that's what, like, Vivek would go by Namdi as well. And so... Sam Sam says that as you know all of them are leaving and Kavito has a moment where she's like wait is not Nemdi the name that so so flash flashback so when, all the way back the, like, all the way back so roll back to,
1: just keep rolling the basically back, just
0: just, just just close the book and just look at the cover cuz that's basically how far right we go <laughs> so <laughs> When Vivek you know, the page with the copyright. Right. <laughs> that page and nice then Looking at the publisher <laughs> press, like, just, like, oh, table of contents, <laughs> like, literally all the way to the fuck that girl. <laughs> so, basically, so, when Vivek was born, so, Akene, who was Chika's, Chika's brother, Vivek's uncle, originally yes. was like, oh, we should name your child Vivek Namdi Oji, because Namdi was, I guess, Ahuna's middle name i actually don't know mm. the relationship between the names but it was basically like a like a like a tie into to ahuna because the the two of them if you recall like vivek and ahuna both had um like birthmarks on their feet and so mm-hmm. that was a A suggestion but then chica was like no namdi's like a girl quote unquote a girl's name and like you know at the time they did not recognize vivek as a girl, they're possessing girlhood. And so they were mm-hmm. like, so Chica was like, yeah, fuck all that. Like, we're not, we're, we're not doing that. And then Kavita's, so so that was the flashback, flashing forward to the moment where Kavita learns that, like, you know, Vivek would go by Nemdi and Nemdi would go by as, as Vivek. Kavita was like, wait, hold up. So she talks to Akinney and was like, did you ever tell Vivek this shit? And Akinney's like, no, like, never really, never really brought it up. So Kavita's like, how would, mm. how would Nemdi have even known? Mm-hmm. so it was given ancestry. She was like, this is some shit that don't even, I don't even understand. Also too early Old in the book, there me. was a dream that Vivek me. had about looking in the mirror and seeing a So like, there was like a lot going on there clearly. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it was like this whole thing. And then later on, um, Chica comes home. Kavita tells Chica everything. He starts wilding, but then, you know, he kind of calms down when he's like, wait, actually the, the ire that I'm expressing is exactly what led to the death of my child. So mm-hmm. let me get my shit together. Um, and so later on, um, Kavita and Chika go to Vivek's grave. And before it said on the on the tombstone where Vivek was buried, it said um, Vivek Oji, comma beloved son. But Kavita has this whole moment where she realizes that like Namdi's existence was really being erased, and that like you know it was it was their fault that like she was killed because like they didn't recognize her and they didn't know who she was. They didn't love her as well. And so basically, like uproots the tombstone and they change it. Um, to say instead vivek named the og comma beloved child and that's like a whole thing that happens it was actually really beautiful and i was like wow this is a really yeah. beautiful like kind of like demonstration of like people being able to change um and be better i mm-hmm. mean granted it's unfortunate that it has to happen love. in death right but right. you know that's a whole conversation we can have anyway
1: what it but i think vivek in the afterlife says guilt and love look quite similar yeah can can look similar very much um
0: anyway back to mars yeah so um so yeah so 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 kind of wrapping things up here so that happened and then we kind of get a chapter from a situs perspective that i guess Ooh, present day everybody lo- sit
1: down and get ready yeah for oh
0: it. my god so it's present day looking mm. back on the past so <clears throat> so the chapter starts with Osita present day. Cause
1: what, I just want to say, because we got a lot of people taking Juju feels bad about not being there for, for Nemdi that day. You know, Nemdi's parents feel bad for not being there on that day. Everyone's blaming themselves, but we're about to find out someone's got some real blame to be Come thinking on. about. Okay, sorry, continue. Because,
0: listen, so... It starts with Osita going to Namdi's grave, being like, hey, um, and pulls out a dress, like a blue cotton dress with like flowers on it that had like bloodstains on it. And automatically, and, and and the necklace that Namdi will wear a lot. And automatically, I'm like, hold the fuck up, Osita, what is this? And so then It's the the necklace of Ganesh, the one yes. that
1: Kavita specifically is looking for, that Osita sp- pretended to help her find
0: and knew the location Um, of the whole time so i'm already mm perched on my seat like osita what the fuck you about to say so he already he so basically Mm -hmm. he just puts in the tape the tape and presses play so we see a flashback (laughs) where on the day that vivek died osita went to visit nemdi at juju's house and juju had told him that oh like nemdi went out for a walk and Oseta's like, oh, my God, like, holy shit, because Oseta at the time was just in general kind of nervous about Namdi being out in public, people seeing her, like, quote, unquote, like this. And, you know, like, just, like, the, the, the potential violence that could ensue, right? And so, you mm-hmm. know, Inos- a violence, to be clear, that is, like, a result of, like, transphobic, like hatred homophobia Sexism. violence like patriot like mm. bigotry There, not so much something that like nemdi brought into herself just want to be very clear about that mm-hmm. anyway so basically freaks out. freak sound. I was like holy shit i need to find her find nemdi so runs out is trying to look for her finds nemdi at the market and mind you, at this time from what you learned from um Ebenezer's weird subplot, <laughs> like there was like a mob <laughs> happening. And so like yeah. basically Osita runs up to Namdi and is like, Holy shit, girl, like we need to get the fuck out. Like it's a mob, like holy shit. And Namdi's like, yeah, 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 that's all well and good, but um, I'm gonna get me some puff puff first. And Osita's like, girl, are you Fucking puff puff when when, when there's a yeah, mob. We don't, like, we don't have time. But like now's right. not. But the puff puffs in the town. That's the town where the people with the mob Exa- is. You can't. Exactly. And then like, <laughs> like I like, mean, is the lady selling puff puff even there? Because even the lady selling puff puff is probably like, you know what? I don't have time <laughs> right. to be selling right now puff puff because a goddamn mob <laughs> is about to overtake us. So basically, they get to arguing, and Namdi is offended because basically, so there's been a theme throughout the relationship where like, oh, so it just feels mm. a lot of internalized shame and like. Guilt around their relationship and isn't really as comfortable, like being like he's comfortable being open about it around like Juju and like to a lesser extent Elizabeth and the rest, but like Mm -hmm. not really claiming Nemdi like that in person. That was this is more so subtext than like an explicitly said thing, but it's kind of what I gather. you would
1: say that Osita is closeted if we're translating this into yes, Western English,
0: (laughs) yes. So, so basically, Nemdi's like, you know, you've always been ashamed of like. Who you are, who I am, who we are together, mm. and like this is just your way of like trying to like exp- exercise control over me, and like you know why are you assuming that like you know because Asita kept saying like oh like they're gonna kill you like like or do, like do you know what they'll do to you if they see if they see you like this? And md's like well girl like why is it always me the one that like you know needs to be worried and that like is the only one who can like experience right. violence like da da So they get into this whole back and forth. Which it is a
1: valid point like because the the mob violence happening right now is actually an ethnic. Uh, I guess, a relig- religious-ethnic conflict. You know what I mean? Like, it actually has nothing to do with gender. So why is it suddenly... Right. Ing- and I mean, there is a true point that a whole bunch of hyped-up people who are very intense about specific distinctions likely would be violent t- to NIMD as well. But, but the point is, like, at this point, we're all in danger. Why is it me specifically about me specifically wearing... Exactly. ...these clothing and presenting this way? Exactly. Pr- exactly.
0: Come on, listen to Akko, y'all, because you're right. (laughs) So, they get to fighting, they're going back and forth. At one point, Oseta grabs Nimdi's arm and starts, like, dragging her away. And she's, like, fighting him, like, no, what are you doing? And she, like, yanks her arm away, but with so much force that she kind of, like, falls back and, like, her heel gets caught on a stone and she trips backward and, like, hits Mm -hmm. her head against this, like, cement corner um, that was right behind her and, like, immediately passes out and is, like, bleeding out. And so Sita mm-hmm. like, loses his shit, and he's like, oh, my God, holy shit, what the fuck? And so he, like, grabs Nemdi, Nemdi gets a car, is trying to, like, go to the hospital. There's, like, roadblocks and shit along the way, so he, like, tries to, like, so he leaves with Nemdi, tries to, like, mm-hmm. find, like, you know, another place, a way to get there. He's, like, running to the hospital, but he looks down at her and notices that she's already, she's already dead. Passed like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: her pulse isn't there, she, she's gone. So, Asita has this moment where he's like you know experiencing a lot of grief, but then he's also like, "I'm in public holding the dead body of Nemdi, and this is not a good look and so I think both out of a sense of like how incriminating this looks, but also how, in the past, Nemdi was like, "My parents can never find out about me ever, ever, ever." He was like yeah mm. i need to I need to change the situation." So what ensues next is truly the wildest shit of literature. I think ever. So, yeah. Osita to strips Nemdi of her cl- of her clothing, wraps her in a cloth that he was using to kind of protect her head from blood loss. Drops her body off in front of Kavita and Chika's house. Took took the dress and the necklace that Nemdi was wearing. Um ran basically took all that shit ran back to the market. Mind you, Nemdi was bleeding everywhere so like Oh, such Oseta's clothes were, like, covered in blood. Runs back to the market, changes his clothes, goes back to his own house where he, like, then burned the clothes except for the dress and the necklace, which he, you know, kept around. Left his house, came back, and then was like, oh, I need to pretend, like, I don't know that Namdi's dead because by the time I get back, my parents are going to know and I need to, like, kind of have an alibi, like, low-key. So, like, comes back and, like, weeps with them as if it's the first time he's ever heard of any of this happening knowing all the time all the while that he was the one who dropped off yep. Nemdi's body so yep oh since it's been holding on to that secret since yep. day 1 and I'm like that is wild um is so it then it's just like yeah, yeah so I'm going to like take Nemdi's necklace and just move afar like move far away and just start a new new life and maybe you know from that we'll have like like, we could still, like, be together, in, in a sense. Um,
1: yeah. He says find somewhere where he can be the
0: person who he is. Exactly. So, that happens, and then from Beyond the Veil, we get a chapter from Nemdi where she was just kind of reflecting on, like, you know, the name change that happened, like, on her mm-hmm. on her tombstone um, and how she forgives Osita and how truly none of this was really his fault. It was just a matter... Like, it wasn't fair what happened to her, but it wasn't his fault. It wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just, like, a hapless accident, but it was okay because somewhere in the river of time, like, you know, Nemdi is alive. You know, this isn't, this isn't over, right? Um, mm. So, yeah, so that's how the book ends. Um, yep. And uh, as you can imagine, we got some... we we got some thoughts so yes we're gonna take a little bit of a break and when we get back we'll get into all the thoughts and feelings because my word um yeah we'll talk to you in a bit
1: (laughs) and we're back we are (laughs) um i don't even know
0: how to like transition back in like that uh, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: it's 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 a dark book a good book but a dark book um Mm -hmm. i think as we grow as podcasters i know at the beginning we're like oh this is so dark (laughs) we're scared of that but i think as we've grown we've kind of just felt our way through that type of material in a way that's a little bit more we can we're just better at it than we used to be um yeah agreed so, I, for my general thoughts, I guess I'll start there. I, I really, really like this book, and in particular, what I love about it is how, at least West African, it feels to me. It feels so mm. West African. Everything about it—the way people talk, the way they express, the way they love, the softness, the the, the way they hate—is is familiar. All of it's familiar, and, and mm. that the, there is not as much African literature. Uh, that I get exposed to, that, and I, it made me happy. It made me feel very seen, and and in, and in those ways, I, I wish the book wasn't sad. <laughs> I mm. wished it was just a slice of life, and I, it would have made me really happy, and um, just to have that. So you know, that was beautiful. I, also, the problems that I think what got me too was the the way it discusses structural issues that West African countries face. Um, the the in particular, the inability to get to a hospital because of the roads and how many lives are lost it is a familiarity um, I, mm. I I feel it with a familiarity I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has a, that infrastructural deficit that causes loss is painful uh the coup violence that causes loss is familiar and painful and mm. that that feeling kavita has we've a lot of, of it's, it is resonant to me and many people I've it, it, we have felt that. Mm-hmm. feeling of something has happened and we do not know why what happened oh they died how did they die they just died what do you mean they just died Th- these conversations right. have happened and you watch your family and no one has an answer no one has an answer no one has an answer and in america the difference is somebody will say an answer a car accident a heart attack a stroke mm-hmm. old age cancer something there's words words but sometimes they just died, and then people clap their hands and say, "Well, it, it, it's it is the most painful thing, and it it builds this paranoia, this fear in in the death itself, and in other instances of mm-hmm. of it, because there's something added to that death of uncertainty, and, and, mm-hmm. and that that causes issues. And so, for the writer to express that cultural phenomenon, that I think many of us have felt. Uh, was I, I thought accurate you know someone else might be like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not but I think it is and and there is something about the infrastructure that I think causes this and it's not obviously it's a fixable thing it's a social ill just like there are other social ills um, mm-hmm. but the way they weave that into the story is so resonant and it mm-hmm. does two things one it um, it reminds you that this story about a queer identity is African it's not something mm-hmm. from somewhere else. It is an African story because it is an African setting and that mm-hmm. it is not an otherness, it is an us-ness. Mm-hmm. And, and that is important because I think a lot of times there's this idea that queerness is something else, something brought mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. us. But you want to know, if you want to know what's really brought to us, right, would be this, this conflict <laughs> that the British started in 1914 <laughs> that mm-hmm. now has resulted in a mob. That's not brought to us, but the queerness is brought to us. Okay, Um so that examination i think they do a really well a good job of of making space for that just by having it be a reality of the story and i really liked that um yeah yeah i wish vivek nemdi had had more time in the story (laughs) Mm. i feel like they became very mythical very quickly and i was kind of like and I understand, though, the death of Vivek OG is both the death of just the singularity of gender and this person as, a, as one gender, but also the actual death of a human being.
0: Oh, my God. I, like, did not make that connection.
1: Yeah. So, like, didn't Vivek die before Nemdi? Anyway. Um, Like, the way the world conceptualized him mm. singularly. Probably. But I do still wish that... Nemdi had more space <laughs> in the story, yeah <laughs> still good, still great great book, yeah, yeah, what about you, Marcy
0: oh my god um i i i i I agree, I agree so much um y'all, this book is like mandatory reading, like I don't know what <laughs> period y'all are in right now, I don't know what class you're going to, but drop everything read this goddamn book, it is so like more than just being good, it is, like, just such a profoundly mm-hmm. necessary book for all of the reasons that Akko just mentioned. And also just, like, and just how, I, I, I share what you're, what you're saying about, you know, Vivek and Namdi's character, how, you know, I kind of wish that we got to know both of them more, at least, like, in life, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, from their own perspective, right? Like, kind of seeing, because, yes. like... Namdi and Vivek's chapters were, like, relatively short compared to everyone else's. And they were yeah. kind of just, like, sort of a commentaries on things that people have already been saying. Um, would have really loved to have seen more of their psychology in real time, um, responding to things as they happen present mm-hmm. day. Um, it was effective jumping back and forth from past to present, but it was also, like, I, I would have loved to have seen that actualization process. I would have loved to have seen that moment where the two of them met one another mm-hmm. and, like, how, what that dance looked like. um, because there's just such a beauty here and such a, like, a plurality of self that, like, I'm not sure if the other characters even captured that well. Yeah. And not, not no shade to them, but I think it's just, like, they're also trying to... What'd you say?
1: How can... I mean, you're not... Exactly. If you are not someone, you cannot capture the wholeness of their,
0: you know. Period. So, in this instance, I would have loved, 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 loved to see that. But I think... I love this book so much just because, like, it captures... It just feels... One, the way it's written. Just beautiful yeah, as fuck. Like, literally, written. the part where... The part where Somto told Kavita that Nemdi was also her child, just as much as Vivek was. Like, I, like, I remember mm. I was reading outside, and, like, droplets were just falling on the page. And I was like, girl, it's not raining. What is this? Mm. And I was like, wait. I'm, like, crying and didn't even mm. realize it was happening. Like, I literally was just, like, reading it, and it just, like, happened. And I was like... But it was so subtle. I don't know. It was just yeah. it, it, it like just like the way that things were written and just like how like you just felt the weight of like the grief and just how much they loved Namdi, how much they loved Vivek, how much they just yeah. loved th- yeah, like they're, this they're person, and these people. It's just, yeah. it, it, it was just so palpable. And even as they were moving through their own bias, their own grief, their own like paradigm shifts and stuff. I don't know. It was just something just so deeply human about this. It was really beautiful seeing everyone come together for an MD, but also too, it was it. It made me kind of reckon with I don't know, it just, like this sort of frustration of like, why is it that like it's always at the death of someone mm-hmm. that people recognize their humanity, especially when it comes to trans people. It's like why yeah. is it that like it's like in death we find like the urgency, we find the language, we find mm-hmm. the appreciation that it should have been expressed in life. in life, you know? And it's just like, is it just I don't know, like I, that. That was something I was really struggling with. I was like, yeah, fuck, I like it, I would, you. I just would have loved to have like, like you said, I I, I think. I mean, this book was really effective, really beautiful, wonderful, but also just like I'm like, ah, damn, like I just what? Oh, why'd have to be damn namdy? Like, could
1: it be somebody else? Or like, why did anyone have to die?
0: Exactly. Like, (laughs) I mean, even even better, right? i'm over uh, here like can uh, it be somebody else like yeah actually would have been ideally no one (laughs) ideally no one would have died and it would have been like kind of like Himalaya Hilo. shout out to our fourth book that we ever talked about but just like people just like eating fried chicken and just like hanging out and like i don't know just like an eva and the hula contest damn (laughs) anyway uh, i'm anyway so i just i I guess for me i just loved the the radical exploration of Mm -hmm. queer identity of trans identity of seeing it in this like specifically nigerian context the connections to ancestry like how that was so much of a formative part of like who nemdi was like just seeing the through lines and just like yeah other models of like how people exist and and also just the like i love how much it pushed my own western paradigm of gender like i remember Mm -hmm. reading this and being like the idea that vivek and nemdi were both two parts of the same person they both existed at the same time i like I had and still am kind of struggling with, like, I'm like, how do I vocally narrate that? Like, how do I mm-hmm. talk about that? Because reading the book, I was like, was Nemdi saying that, oh, you all can, you know, use he and she pronouns, like, as a way of, like, kind of transitioning to only really being referred to as Nemdi? Or, like, is this, like, a, like, I, I guess I was trying to overlay this, like, transition narrative that I don't, I'm not sure, I, I, again, I, we don't know, yeah. like, I don't think we have the clarity from you know Vivek and Nemdi's chapters to really know the answer to this. That's a tragedy of death, too. It, exactly. So it's like I, I'm curious what that was, but I also, at present, and what I would extrapolate, what I am guessing here because I do not know, I I, I I do think that it was just it was just a simple plurality that
1: yeah, and it, Vivek yeah, and NMD
0: were just the same person in the, same, the person. same body, existing yeah. in harmony with one another, which is such a like. I'm really not used to that paradigm, where it's like, wow. So there's yeah. no like the idea of being more than one person at the same time, and like both being sincere, like and, tr- and not even at odds with one another, but just coexisting but it's peacefully. It's not
1: two people. It is two people, but it's also the idea of singularity in and of itself is, you know, like a, if if two if a half is also two, right. Mm. And this is why this is why we said last time the tragedy of languages dying, or maybe that was in Mexican Gothic, right? It is a whole conceptualization of something else. There are languages where where she, her, him pronouns don't exist, where Mm -hmm. a third party in a conversation is a neutral term that has no gender. Um, There are places where you and I are one, um, right, or when we and they are the same, or Mm -hmm. the default for any conversation as they say instead of you say or we say you know there's right. there are different conceptualizations of what it means to be singular um yeah. and so your point to the to your point in, in the western narrative this is a far more complicated and that's why I also i worry about the western narrative of queerness taking over on a global scale um mm. because it if it, it there is a colonization there um and it's right. what's frustrating about it is it. <laughs> Don't colonize us twice. <laughs> yeah, you know, though, because there was this complexity before colonization. Well, you know, I can't know. No society was perfect, right? But, but, or even without its issues, but that complexity, I'm sure, existed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, colonization did a lot of work to impose a lot of religion right. and cultural practices and then to come back and th- this is actually, to be honest, if you ask Africans what annoys us the most, is like every five seconds the West has a new idea of the standard of things we should be doing. And you're, mm. like, and you're like, this is annoying because you have decided that you, you see I'm in the Western narrative, you have decided you as a plural you to all these unnamed people. But a group right. of people have decided that this is wh- a progress looks like. And you're like, and then imposes on us these ideas. Right. But it would, without realizing and recognizing that, and perhaps in ways we have always been more progressive. And then in the ways that we are not, we will perhaps be able to find that out on our own. Mm. But would your imposition really help us? Because it's done such a good job already, the UN. Anyway. Um, Which is not to say, right, that we are that Africa is without its issues, right? Not to say that different countries and areas are a problematic list. That's not at all Mm -hmm. the implication. But it's to say that ways of different cultures have ways of transcending and an enlightenment that are stifled by, yeah, the overarching Mm -hmm. Western narrative of things right um and i think this story does a really good job of making this problem very the problem the solution and the story Mm. integral to the nigerian ethnic experience Um, while still at the same time being something relatable to everyone Um, Mm. so it's not always the case that you know what i mean that the that we are being yeah. imposed on, but that we are expressing our humanity into the world, and that right. same expression is 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 philosophically understood and 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 processed by other people. Mm. Uh, word soup, word word soup. <laughs> yeah. What opposite? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, abso-
0: absolutely, and I just. Like reading this book, I was like, yeah, this Western gender paradigm, you see all the ways in which it falls short. And even as someone who like, mm. you know, I both have, am and will continue to like, you know, always kind of examine my relationship, you know, with these paradigms around gender and sexuality and sex and like who we are. And like just kind of these definitions that we ascribe, you see all the ways in which it's like, this is made needlessly more complicated because of our own like cultural limitations that like just it, it's just not really as present here and it's like mm-hmm. it's so and i just love the idea also too just like that like i'm really stuck on the Ahona piece like i love that like there's this tie-in between nemdi and ahuna specifically that like in the fact that ancestry could like facilitate like mm. a queer and trans identity in someone that like those two are in, in, inseparably right. linked to one another is so beautiful. When you consider how so much of like narratives around like LGBTQIA plus people or that somehow this is like a new quote unquote thing or this is like coming. Like, you know, what I mean, like that, like there's no history here. There's no like there's nothing that precedes this. that Like, you know, it's just like there's like a mm-hmm. novelty that's like that's false. Like that's not that's never been the case. But I think you know history is always like rewritten in this way you know as a Mm -hmm. function of you know cis hetero fucking racism like patriarchy bullshit like capitalism i don't know like just all the things (laughs) all the isms come (laughs) come together and try to convince you that like we have way less range than we actually do and i'm like this is it's just so beautiful to see that just completely not not even subverted because like that would imply that somehow the original device is being like rotated legitimate. or like kind of repurposed but like just completely shattered thrown away and just replaced with something else like it's just i mm-hmm. love that um yeah that's and i think yeah for me i'm just like it, it just really hit mm. super close to me i was like this hits so close to home especially as someone who's sort of in a space of like gender exploration and like you know all of that like I'm, it, it, it hits really I was like, wow, like I really needed this book. Like <laughs> look at that. Um yeah. So I think, yeah.
1: I, I I think we should get the osita. I I did want to say on, on as a little yes, ribbon. Definitely. A, a little ribbon bow on this part, this little package. Um, <laughs> we love <laughs> the little
0: package. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When we were reading She of the Mountain, which we also talked about with Books and Boba, which you guys should go listen to because they're great. Come we love on. Them.
0: Listen, come. Well, link in the show notes. We're going we to link them because
1: that's what's up. Yes. Um But uh, I was saying something that we are younger than the definitions that we, I'm sorry, we're older than the definitions that we, that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really true. We are so much older than gender you know mm-hmm. the human spirit the human soul the humanity of people is so much older than these bifurcations you see i didn't mm-hmm. use dichotomy i used bifurcation uh, uh, uh. Uh, someone's <laughs> like juxtaposition <laughs> dichotomy she hasn't said transcend or economy of words.
0: Mm-hmm. um <laughs> the new listeners are like what <laughs>
1: right they're like does she use those terms anyway uh, but anyway i just i that was something i thought of but uh, uh Osita. Let's talk about Osita. Let us, um,
0: let us discuss.
1: I, 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 forgiveness is a concept that I both love and find, here we go, transcendent, but also struggle with <laughs> um, because of how loving it is mm. and how selfless it is. And people will say, "Well, you forgive for yourself. You're really forgiving to for free yourself." I, at the fair, but I have found that forgiveness is of itself not that. It is something loving or someone yeah. usually who has caused you harm. Um, so Vivek's love for Osita and the forgiveness—I mean, uh, of things transcendental. It's not just—it's not just 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 the romantic love of the Austin uh, Namdi. Um, and. Namdi Vivek and Osita are cousins. You know, there's that mm-hmm. love too. They've been close their whole lives. And 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 I love that. But I also wish that's why I wish Namdi Vivek had more agency in the story, because then I could mm. feel their forgiveness as something something that they desired and that, that they wished to, you know. Yeah, I, I could see what their thought process is, and then with it yeah. being so little of them in the story, I I felt I felt like, oh well, yeah. I mean, yes, this uh, dead person absolves you, but like, <laughs> we didn't get to see the process, you know. Mm-hmm. But and I and I was I remember being gut wrenchingly upset with Osita. I remember I was like, what are you doing? 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 You know. And then yeah, and 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 understandably so because it's a terrible thing to do. But then I don't know. I I yeah. You could do a terrible thing in your life that you could be too too cowardly not in like a you know demeaning way or too scared Mm -hmm. um and you could do something awful and that is the truth you know i I think i'm like ah never do something so awful yeah you don't think it's going to be you until it's you um and and it made me pause my condemnation um Mm -hmm. And think, really, is what I was going to say. <laughs> really? Akko, you co- paused your combination and you thought? Yes. <laughs> what about you, Marcy?
0: Yeah. Osita is so... I think it's the keeping it a secret from everybody. Mm, for me. That's... Yeah. That Ooh. is what really... Because, yeah. okay, in the moment, I would agree with Namdi Osita, it... Well, actually, yeah, just those two because those are the only two perspectives that we got. But like I would agree in that like what happened to Nemdi wasn't it was just it was an accident, right? Like it's yeah. like, you know, a sister grabs her arm, she yanks back. Like it was just an unfortunate accident that like it like there wasn't I was I would say there wasn't really anyone's fault. Um mm. it just it was just a like a like a thing that just happened, right? Like a really unfortunate thing that just took place. And yes, I understand how like it's incriminating to be holding the dead body of your cousin and there's like you know like amidst all this chaos and stuff like that but i was like i i don't i'm I'm not sure if that's the complete story here i feel like osita was like yeah you know namdi never wanted like you know her parents to discover her and stuff like that and i was just like yeah but i think what Nemdi was saying before she died about shame, about, like, a lack yes. of willingness to be acknowledged with, like, as a, cu- as a couple, as a unit, as, like, you know, people who are have this amorous relationship with one another. I feel like that was the, preva- like, one of the prevailing reasons as to why Osita mm-hmm. not only, like, did what he did, but, like, you know, got rid of pretty much all the evidence, but also has since never really told anyone. Never because, told anyone
1: like, to up to this point, yeah.
0: Right, because there's a, there's a feeling there of, like, in telling people, you would have to acknowledge the relationship that you and MD had, like, publicly yeah. to well, pretty it's much like everyone.
1: The or Ebenezer, at the very least... What'd you say? I was gonna say, it's like Ebenezer being like, well, if, if she's raped, then that will be evidence that I am impotent. And you're like, we're talking about a life-and-death situation here, and that's your concern. It's Ex- similar here.
0: The parallels are similar here. Exactly. And it's just kind of like, I... Like sure, Namdi might have said that. And sure, like, you know, it it was this unfortunate accident. And yes, it was incriminating, whatever. But like the secrecy, the deception, the mm-hmm. trying to, you know, like the moving far away and all of that. I I I it it doesn't sit well with me. And I, no. I feel like I'm He doesn't even admit a that a bit disgusted. <laughs> like yeah. not even a bit. I'm just am disgusted at like how he move forward and even in Nemdi's chapter at the very end like she's like you know I forgive Oseta and all of that it's all good like you know it was no one's fault but I'm like but Nemdi like well, yeah do you have a choice right like, you right. died regardless you had no control That's over exactly. how he how he responded in your death like I like even if you felt an ire at looking at what he did like there's nothing you can really like you're and like you're dead you're already gone you know like And so,
1: Osita. No, I, I, I like. I agree with what you're saying, right? Like, I I was so mad that I think I ran to be like, "Oh God, how I'm not humanizing this person, Osita, because of how mad I am about his behavior." But you're, you're right. Like, Osita doesn't even admit to loving Namdi afterwards, like.
0: Yeah. Has told
1: no one, without even having to not claim a part in her death. Does right. not even say the other part. Does not, you know, um it's mm-hmm. Juju and and who is it? Who? in Elizabeth and and the the two twins, who mm-hmm. really do the hard work of even expressing the tr- the truth to to exactly. Kavita. And so it's Ooh, it's that's not a good ass point. Oseta oh, so right? wasn't even going to come exactly so it's not as if he just and it's like I was saying last time the violence is a cover up the mob is a cover up the fear of conviction is a cover up and that's what Mm -hmm. Nemdi was always saying like you're lying Mm -hmm. you're lying it's a believable lie that you have a fake girlfriend it is a believable Mm -hmm. lie that you are it is believable very believable that you are concerned about the mob when you're when you're trying to grab Nemdi's arm believable to the point that it makes the most sense but it is not the truth it Mm. is that is not why you're concerned it is believable that you were concerned about your conviction at holding Namdi in your arms and that's why you did what you did is believable but it is not the truth Mm. and that is exactly what it is
0: um oh that is And it's, like, the pieces fell together in the most... Like, everyone else just, like, kind of filled in the blanks. Like, when they told Kavita, oh, yeah, like, you know, about Nemdi and everything, Kavita was like, oh, my gosh, like, Nemdi must have walked too far. And then, like, they, this this amorphous they, the rioters, Mm -hmm. whatever, got her. And that's... And that still didn't answer the question as to how Nemdi ended up at their front door. But, like, they were like, yeah, like, I guess... Yeah. That's what happened. And it's like and it's like Osito relied on that kind of shorthand. He relied on the like prevalence and ubiquity of violence against trans people to like allow that to like uphold Mm -hmm. his own shortcomings and his own inability to really acknowledge Yes. And publicly the love that he had for an MD, which is just so Mm -hmm. fucked. Like, I'm just like... Man, this Ebenezer
1: chapter is starting to have a lot of parallels, right? Because there it is again, right? When he relied on the idea that people would blame his wife for his impotency. It it is the case, possibly, that is probably at the crux of this, that privilege relies Mm. on the gray area, on the not said, on the... And the default script for its violence
0: right and i just it, it that part is where i'm like i the thing is like the the there there is a reality that for you know a, a lot of us there is kind of like a growing process a learning process as to like of course Forever. okay, you know this is what love can look like this is what i accept this is what i don't accept and so mm-hmm. i want to like i guess make space for that but it it is sad to see Nemdi dies so prematurely yeah and to be like oh osita was the one who loved me the most yes i yes, would even yes. i'm like did osita even love you at all love yeah. exactly i don't uh, i i, I cannot is, confidently mm, say the answer is yes
1: exactly and then what is and uh, i i it's like you go like what is space what is love like what is the what is love worth it's like that's Mm -hmm. it what does love got to do with it what is love worth you know Mm -hmm. and is it more than just a a romantic attraction to like what is it worth you know what is what is love but that you wouldn't do what you did exactly i don't know i don't know and i and i and and nemdi probably loves osita (sighs) and but then it's like um hate and shame make it are impediments to love which is why we have this podcast to talk about love because hate and shame <laughs> are specifically an imagination right imagination and love mm-hmm. i think go very well together hate and shame are antithetical and probably poisonous mm. to love um to the point that you even if you wish to sometimes cannot overcome your shame and exactly and, and, and anyway anyway yeah
0: and and yeah and I just and even the, the the last image of like Oseta just gets to go off and live a new life carrying like you know Vivek's necklace and all of that and like you know just it, it like gets to become and be like well kind of talk about what we, well not me connected to the very beginning of the episode but yeah almost like relying on mm-hmm. the labor the emotional labor you know from both you know Nemdi and Vivek and like being able to use that to become and, like, go off into, like, you know, into the distance and blah, blah, blah. And, like, it's, yeah. it's not, like, it's not such a fairy tale ending. It's not that simple. But, like, the idea that, like, Osita gets to become. Osita gets yes. another chance. Osita gets to move forward. And, like. Uh-huh.
1: And how that falls on not just gender lines but gender expression lines. Exactly. And, and, oh and Osita, you've done this. Remember Elizabeth. <laughs> so now right. With, this isn't the first time you've gone and, and made people's lives difficult and you're becoming.
0: Exactly. Um, and so, just the amount the, of oh, which just you the- don't
1: apologize for,
0: exactly, never really fully apo- Like, <sighs> just the amount of space someone like Osita can take up, I just, mm. it just, it just, it don't, it don't sit with me well. Like, I don't, it doesn't and, sit well with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I agree with you. And there are points in the story where Osita is so
1: loving that to have him be unable to really carry that through it, it's yeah it's mm.
0: yeah so yeah, I'm
1: making that emoji face with the with the with the lines which just lines on their face where they're like <laughs> disenchanted <laughs> with everything <laughs>
0: right so i just it's yeah it, it, it's it's like it's deeply complicated and i even think about how shit like so much of how nemdi was able to actualize herself was through the like Beautiful relationships that she had with like Somto, Alune, like mm-hmm. not so much Elizabeth, but like in Juju, like those three. Yeah. And it's like, oh, since so it just kind of come in. Yes. Like amidst, like amidst this like beautiful, like, you know, self actualization, self realization, and just kind of like. Like, be like, oh, well, like, I guess I'm going to enjoy this amorous relationship now, but like, not really contribute to your becoming. Uh, I'm going like, to yes. express a lot of fear and shame and like, per, like just kind of project that onto you. Mm-hmm. So that like, you can, and like, I get, I mean, sure, there was a mob. I get that. Like, that part, I'm like, okay, like, maybe don't get puff puff in the middle of a mob. But even that, that if was there was, the- was not a mob, like you said, <laughs> I, I don't think, I think you would have been like, oh, girl, you're walking too far. Like, oh, mm-hmm. don't do all You're doing too much. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, that's, it's like, Nemdi is expanding with these wonderful women in her life and like, with you there's a contraction there's like this yes. constant eb- like constant push and pull of you trying to like almost like have her like mm-hmm. it's just very i <laughs> just i don't know the more i talk about it the more i'm like yeah osita is not i'm not <laughs> just <laughs> not a fan um and yeah I, just yeah
1: i i wondered in the in the this masculinity that we all prize as being this thing that is so protective and so strong and brave, it, and yet to tell Kavita that her child is dead is a woman's work. Come on, oh Sita cannot do. Right, does that not require bravery and a strength right. that is always? It seems that masculinity is 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 brave and strong at its convenience. Um, mm. And not of its necessity, uh, I, when it, at moments when it is, um, <sighs> I don't know, a boon to you, then masculinity is 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 is, is there, and you are brave and strong. But it right. is not. There is no deficit if you are not. Sh- I I just. <laughs> it's just so interesting or, or masculine even in this this face of this mob is we need to get away from this mob like mm. you know you know what i mean i just it's just interesting the the crevices that the pits in masculinity um yeah or even when uh, what's her name the woman who's married to the side character oh chisholm yeah, even when she's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to come help me get all this stuff." And I was like, "See, like what this thing, this masculinity that we say is so important and s- does so much and is there to protect and do all this stuff doesn't even do." <laughs>
0: right. I'm like, "I don't know about this, y'all. I don't know about it." Um No, and oh, I'm so glad you said that. I am so happy you said that cuz yeah, literally cuz I mean, look at the roster of the like the husbands in this book, like mm. you know, fucking Chica, like is like cheating on Kavita. All of this, Kavita's trying to like figure out like the truth of what happened to their mm. child, child, right? <laughs> Not just her child, yes. Exactly, like Chisholm's upholding this entire family of fucking Ebenezer, like, it, like shit, like Maja Juju's mom is trying to like. It's like it's just yeah. it's like. Men are giving so much space to it's so it's so ironic, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just like you're giving so much space to be flighty and just to dip at the the, the, the yes at a, at a at a moment's notice. Shit, fucking Osetta's like I'm gonna just move far away where no one knows me. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just, like you, like you get the privilege of escape when things are uncomfortable,
1: which is not at all what you said that that masculinity was like. Exactly. It is okay to be flighty and to be weak and to be scared and to be all these things, but it is annoying. To be given so much, like, there is, to even be excused from this basic human decency and mm-hmm. think that you are excused from it on some masculinity tiff is, to me, exactly. absurd. Like, it is such, yeah, we, just... you, I, mm. I, I, I believe men are capable of better and I believe we should imagine and aspire, perhaps, Mm-hmm. To be to be human, and yeah, I think break out of the idea of 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 these roles and aspire to something more, mm. something that will. Because I don't think Osita, I don't think is gonna be happy. I mean, this isn't just this no. isn't that's not how you. I, I don't know. Osita could be happy. I don't know about Osita's life, but I don't think this is the type of thing that you can just put behind you. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think not addressing it or ever. But I mean, I guess everyone's on their own journey. But it's it. This isn't you are getting out of things, quote unquote. But you to live is not to get out of things. Exactly. To live is to do things purposefully and take responsibility for them. That is living. Mm. Anyway, I don't know. That's my soapbox.
0: Yeah, and I just (sighs) yeah, it's just like it's like you're just relying on.
2: The, the labor, labor of, of others, others, the
0: sacrifices of others, yep. the you know, just not even on some like you know, these women and femme people in his life are in anyway indebted to him or anything like that. But like just like just like the basic human exchange of like, Auntie Cavita should know what happened to her child. Like you yes, cannot sit exactly. on the secret. Like that's not and it's not even on some like out of a. I don't know, like gender expectation. I'm doing it's just like a exactly. basic, decent human girl. Level, if we know exactly. some information that could be linked to what happened to her child, we have a duty to tell her it don't matter mm-hmm. what your gender is, girl. <laughs> like, then, uh, do
1: that. What yes, the fuck? Exactly. And then, oh, so is that not your auntie? I your, did. I forget your that, that, was that was your literal auntie. <laughs> is it not? Is that <laughs> not your cousin? I'm just, you know, it, it is, it is. Come on, like, there are things. We, we erase things with hatred that we know to be base truth. If right. someone loses
0: someone they care about,
1: what are you doing? Exactly.
0: Especially when you literally, you literally know what happened to her. Mm-hmm. You were there, you you facilitated all of this chaos, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna say
1: If you do not show up in the story, Nemdi might be alive.
0: Come on. Truly. Because also, I think.
1: Th- oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, if you don't go to Juju's house that morning, maybe Nandi comes home. Maybe you going there to talk to her made her m- ups- more upset and want to defy you to get the puff puff. You know, mm. I'm exactly. not saying it's your f- it's 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 that 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 makes you know because I don't want anyone to take that to me. Well, I did this and that. No, no, no. Like, there's th- th- please don't anyone who like has something bad happen make that connection and think that that therefore makes something your fault i simply mean Mm -hmm. that Oseta's shame or internalization of homophobia is is part of this conversation oh absolutely um yeah
0: and i i wanted to assert real quick i do believe nemdi would have come home because there was a moment where um before Oseta ran off to to find her in the market like he was like yeah like the last time like Nemdi went to the market I like couldn't find her or whatever so I just had to wait at Juju's house until she came back mm. so I feel like it would have just I mean we don't know the yeah. parallel universe where that would have happened but it's happened once before where like mm-hmm. Oseta, unable to control Nemdi Namdi living her life comes back is chilling. She, right. Ebenezer was like, "Yeah, like I would see this like I don't know this tall girl walking around every day. We, we were always trying to talk about like, is that a weave? Like, what does she wear? You know what I mean? Like, it's like right. Like, no Namdi became part of the landscape. Mm-hmm. Right. It just literally just living her life. But like, yes, yes. This is it's like the 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 need. Like, I understand where the intervention is coming from. I, I do not want to like make it seem like."
1: Yeah, there is a mob. There being a
0: fear yeah. is like like there there being a you know fear around like violence is like somehow unwarranted or un- like unnecessary. Like I understand that, but also again, like you said, the the homophobia piece, the transphobia piece, all of that is part of the conversation too. The shame, the stigma, all of that is part of this too. So, oh, yeah. so if we're gonna like express concern, let's let's paint the full picture, honey. Like let's not mm. use the part like you said that that's believable, right? So. It just feels like this really like pernicious form of gaslighting where you're like leveraging institutions. I don't know. It's just like a whole. Yeah. Lot. It's
1: complicated.
0: It's really complicated. Which is
1: why you should read this book, which is very beautifully Absolutely. written, by the way. It's beautifully oh, definitely. written.
0: Yeah. Literally brought me to tears. Um, mm-hmm. Should we?
1: Do you have a I... quote?
0: I was going to ask that, but quote? also I was going to ask if you had any other thoughts you want to share before we did our quotes.
1: Oh, no. I just want to hear your quote.
0: Great. So let me grab my book. also shout out to my local library who thankfully i am no longer beefing (laughs) with if y'all remember there was this whole like drama i was having a couple weeks ago with mexican gothic but luckily we've squashed that you know everything's gravy um (laughs) so so this was actually written right after um vivek and oseta had sex for the first time um it was like just really this beautiful exploration of like, gender and, like, sexual position and all these different things. So I'm just going to read it. It's from from Favec's perspective. So it reads, I know what they say about men who allow other men to penetrate them. Ugly things, ugly words, calling them women as if that's supposed to be ugly, too. I'd heard it since secondary school, and I knew what that night was supposed to make me. Less than a man, something disgusting, something weak and shameful. But if that pleasure was supposed to stop me from being a man, then fine. They could have it. I take the blinding light of his touch, the blessed peace of having him so close, and I will stop being a man. I was never one to begin with anyway. And <laughs> I, yeah. I just really, I love this book. <laughs> Not be about to cry. I love this book. Um, It's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful, y'all. I'm. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that was <laughs> that was my quote. What was yours, Akko?
1: Well, I was going to say, I, I actually really like that one. I was just going to make a comment. In Romeo and Juliet, you know, she says, you know, a rose by any other name still so sweet. You know, wh- what's in a name? Yeah, it seems mm. like a similar line, you know, what's in this term a man if I have to deny myself? Well, yeah, I think uh, Juliet mm. says, then I shall no longer be Juliet or something like that. And he'll or never, no longer be a Capulet and he no longer a Montague. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's this um, idea of love over. Overall, social distinctions. Mm. So I'm going to be like, that's not what that soliloquy So <laughs> I'll be like, look, I paraphrased and I didn't look it up, so.
0: <laughs> but you know, we love we love the interaction. So yes, please, be like, yeah, girl, like, the fuck was y'all, literally just saying it for the past two hours. Um, we love that. But yes, yes. but your quote, Ako. Oh,
1: I, I don't have a quote. I, I just was oh. to sausage off of yours. But if you have a quote from the book, you can tell it to us on at, the color pages <laughs> or if you want to quote to us the the romeo and juliet soliloquy i just stated we have an instagram at these color pages um mm-hmm. where we have a link tree which we can show all the books that we're reading i guess we do show them okay we also have an email these pages at gmail.com if you're like akko these transitions were so smooth this week i know let me know at the <laughs> <laughs> let me know at the email and we have a website thesecoloredpages.com and if you want to see all the uh guests we have on our show we also have it on there so there you go
0: absolutely yeah go to our collaborations page and you can see all the any sort of guest collaboration we've done both things that were done with other podcasts but other you know prints um mm-hmm. just yeah any other sort of media and also too, um a wonderful listener brought to our attention recently that um like without Social media, it'd be hard to kind of access the link tree. So we'll start putting the link tree link in the show notes as well. So, yeah. um, we love if y'all could visit our social media, but also if you just want to see what we're reading next, you can certainly take mm-hmm. the link from the link tree and then um, you can get access to the list. So, yes, on top of that, if this episode, <laughs> if it brought you any love, light, mm, delight, then please leave us some love wherever you are listening to this podcast, which could be Apple Podcasts, Ooh. or not. So just let us know. And, you know, if you know somebody who would be like really like just like just moved by this episode, would like uh, really moved. appreciate this, you know, just please share it with them. We love to see it. We love to have, you know, just like, yeah, a community among among us as we as we do the things and just, yeah, like have that constant conversation going on with you all. So we we, we love all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. And so next time our pick will actually be your Akko's. Do you want to tell the listeners what it is, Akko? yes we're going to be reading kingdom of souls
1: by rena baron so mm. it looks like it's a fantasy book you know akko and her fantasy um we love to see it <laughs> so get excited get hyped <laughs> yes um but besides that i guess until we see you next time just remember to stay, stay colorful,
2: colorful.